0: Hey, Adam, what do you know about rock and roll?
1: That's what people say, right? Rock and roll. Yeah, the kids are all about the rockin' and rollin' these (laughs) days. Dan, what do you know about vertical landmarks? (sighs) Well, I guess if you get tall enough,
0: you're probably gonna end up as a landmark. Anytime you go anywhere and there's a, a vertical landmark, people will always say, Well, you gotta see
1: you gotta see blankety blank, they, and they describe it as such. You gotta go see that vertical landmark. I'm a big fan of. That's what we do yes. here. We just dive in, or
0: I, I guess in this case, up to a, a vertical landmark. Uh, welcome to the show,
1: Dan. Since you said it, uh huh, we're gonna start there. Vertical landmarks. Okay. July 1st, 2013, season 29 for 400. This category, this particular clue in 2001. It reopened after its foundation was stabilized and straightened about 15 inches to prevent collapse. Okay, so...
0: (sighs) I don't remember much of my my landmark history of the early aughts. Okay. (laughs) But context clues. Yes. The straightened thing, or 15 inches what is the leaning tower of pisa you
1: got it my friend so the yeah. early you you got to see it in the early aughts
0: no i didn't get to see it in the early aughts but what i'm saying is i'm trying to jog the memory bank for all of my uh vertical landmark infrastructure news from the <laughs> early aughts and i couldn't really get there so i just had to go context
1: no I, th- I think you did it right yeah the leaning tower of pisa in pisa italy pisa is a city in tuscany Uh, If you're familiar with the city of Florence, that's like the regional capital of Tuscany. One of my, Florence, probably my favorite European city. Wow. And this is a very popular landmark. It's very well known. It's very hard to miss. It's a tower that leans and it's very high up. Hence Mm -hmm. its vertical landmark status. 183 feet tall on the quote unquote low side on the uh, tilted side. And then on Mm -hmm. the higher side, it's 185 feet tall. So, that is a four-degree lean, is uh, what mathematicians have told me. That being said, okay. it wasn't always a four-degree lean. They had to fix it up, as uh, the clue was stating. In 2001, they actually used... over the, Actually, over the course of time, in 2001, they finally finished it. It took about eight years, from mm. 1993 to 2001... They were taking essentially lead counterweights stacked on top of one another on the tilted side, the side that had kind of popped out, not the side that was dipping into the soft ground, but Mm -hmm. the side that was kind of popping out. They took lead counterweights and just stacked them on top of one another little by little over the course of eight years. There's photos of this online. It's not as complicated as I would have kind of thought. (laughs) Yeah. It, just, it just put a bunch of weight on one side. It's like you had a seesaw and you mm-hmm. have you know one larger person on one end of the seesaw and then a couple of other people trying to even out or balance it on the other side. Okay. Have you been? I have been, and I did not take a photo of myself doing the thing. The push? The push yeah. of the leaning tower. But I did take a video <laughs> of so many people doing of that. Of <laughs> course. So I'm like, I don't want to lean into this. Oh, God, that's a terrible pun, uh, and, and it was not intended. I just don't like how that sounded or made me feel. So I'm going to retract it. I, I, I was, I was engaging in the moment. We'll call it. Uh-huh. By I didn't want to do the the kind of cliched thing. And now I feel silly because years later, I'm like, of I should have done the, the thing, the lean thing, the push thing. It would have been mm-hmm. fun and it would have just been funny to look at. That's fine. But I did take the video of all these other people doing it. And it still makes me laugh to this day because when I was researching this, I went back and looked at the videos on my old laptop. And I'm like, that's I'll send I'll send you the video because it I would just, love to see it. everybody's doing it. It was it was delightful to look at.
0: First question. It has to be the number one perspective touristy monument picture
1: in the world i think think? i I think it's right up there because of the novelty of the push right i think because of the ease of access to go to italy and to get to tuscany it's not particularly difficult to get there You, you know you can go from rome to you know florence fairly easily So I I think that's probably it's probably up there. I mean it's it's one of those things that everybody when they when they go to Europe, they're like, should we do the thing? And the push. Everybody wants to do it. So they go. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else is up there, right?
0: You see some perspective stuff with like Stonehenge. You see sometimes people doing the like holding the sun inside their fingers. You know what I'm talking about? Like a sunset somewhere
1: tropical. I I saw somebody today who's in London doing Mm -hmm. like kind of putting their finger at the top point of Big Ben.
0: Yes. And course. like doing
1: the perspective thing. But I feel like the, the leaning tower is just such an easy, like accessible thing to do. That's gotta be, I, it might be number one, Dan.
0: I think it is. I think that's a I great,
1: it's- that's a great point. I, is okay the other question i have and i think the i'm almost
0: positive the answer is no nobody occupies the tower
1: no right but, there's not like a startup on the 7th yeah, floor yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not it's not google uh right. tuscany is in the leaning tower of pisa or anything there was a point that uh it was it was it was to be, believe that there were people in the second world war soldiers in the second world war setting up shop okay. in the leaning tower of pisa okay it was built in the 12th century and it was already starting to lean like during the construction. Lean, because it was just it was the 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 soft ground. You know, it's yeah. just not it's not solidly built up enough. Mm-hmm. It couldn't support the structure's weight. It got finished up by the completion of the construction in the 14th century, and it only got worse. And they're like, oh. I guess we'll just leave it. We have already invested this much time and effort and and uh, human labor to try to make this happen. So they're like, all right, let's just go with it. So by 1990, the degree tilt was uh, five and a half degrees. They stabilized that over the time of eight years, nine years from the early right. 90s into 2001. They fixed it a little bit and they're, they're, there's nobody really has occupied it or anything of the sorts over I the course wouldn't. of a long time. I would be a little scared, frankly, to do it. There mm-hmm. was the famous story of Galileo Galilei who mm-hmm. uh, had the, what's it called? The free fall study so two cannonballs of different masses from different spots on the tower to try to figure out like the speed it's basically to determine that speed of descent is independent to an object's mass so they kind of figure that out there's been four earthquakes since the late 1200s. so I, i don't think i don't it's been fine but i don't think anybody's setting up shop there and be like hey i'd love to buy out the fifth floor let me just grab that real quick. I got a business idea. I didn't. I don't think anybody's doing that.
0: I would one thousand percent be the cheese ball who skews the perspective to make it look like it's going straight up and take a picture of myself. <laughs> oh, I don't see what the big deal is. Could could it looks straight could, to me.
1: Could you figure out a way to actually make the other buildings that surround yes. it look like uh-huh. they're all tilted? No, the whole t- the whole town's messed the up. Whole the town. tower is the one thing that's okay. All right. I haven't been. I haven't been
0: to Tuscany. I haven't been to Florence. I've been to Italy, but I am. I am that kind of guy who just I got to see the sights, and I want to do it. Go see the Leaning Tower. You got to do it. Let's go. What did I say? Classic, yummy rockers. Hilarious. Objectively category. hilarious category. Uh, rock and roll. Um, so this is about bands, or I guess people in bands that have food names. Sure. Okay, so an example would be like bread. Bread was a band. (laughs) Just a simple simple food. A food. A complex carb,
1: a simple band.
0: Yes. Here we go. I 1,000% think this band is and has been on your radar. Okay. This band was once named for NBA star Mookie Blaylock, but decided to go with a more well, and listen closely, preserved
1: name. Oh man! Oh, I know this one. I think I know this one. No, I don't know this one. <laughs> <laughs> that was a journey. What is Pearl Jam? Pearl Jam is a hundred percent correct. I was saying, I just, <laughs> look at you! <laughs> you really was it? Was that in quotes on the cat when they yes. showed the? Okay, yes. I appreciate you emphasizing that for my sake. Yes, preserve.
0: So Pearl Jam, of course, Pacific Northwest and iconic in terms of you know the. The, the ilk of Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, Nirvana, just the entire grunge scene. Seattle, everybody knows Eddie Vedder. Everybody knows Pearl Jam and, you know, Ten and Verses and Vitalogy. Although, you know, this is a band that has sold dozens of millions of records at this point um they did name themselves mookie blaylock you've
1: That's heard right. that person's name yes and i have heard the story that there was a band that named itself mookie blaylock they were like an uh they were described as like a grunge band so it makes sense yes. from the north you know pacific northwest scene
0: mookie blaylock never played for the sonics or blazers uh he played for the nets the hawks and the warriors yep. and as the story goes as pearl jam is being formed. They were heading out on tour, opening up for Allison Chains, and they needed a name, and they liked like farting around in like collectible stores and would go get cheap basketball cards. Couldn't figure out a name. Mookie Blaylock's card came up. They had no connection to him. He played college basketball at Oklahoma, was a good to very good NBA point guard, tenacious defender, shot a it's bunch of high. threes.
1: Minute forty nine to play. Mookie Blaylock for three. <laughs>
0: good athlete slasher and they were just like well that's a fun name mookie blaylock yeah and so that's what they decided on and then eventually they were just like we can't be mookie blaylock forever this is like an actual dude's name and even though they didn't they he didn't like threaten to sue them or anything like that cuz they weren't that big but as they grew they knew they would need a real name and so eventually they settled on pearl jam which Eddie Vedder made up a story at one point. He was like, "Oh, my grandmother's name is Pearl, and her husband made was making jam a lot, and that was just like a fake thing." They they liked the name Pearl. They liked going to Neil Young shows and his sort of jamming style, and it was like, "Oh, we're the Pearl Jam," and so that's where they went there. Uh, that's where they went with their name. And also, by the way, Mookie Blaylock had himself a nice career. He was a really he made good an All Star game. He was a really he was good, a very good player. defender. He he was a good athlete, and he ultimately like he f- eventually found out that Pearl Jam named themselves uh, Mookie Blaylock initially, and was like, "That's fine, I don't know, I like my name too," <laughs> and didn't threaten to sue them. Has a you know a Mookie Blaylock shirt, and you know he had a Pearl Jam shirt with Mookie Blaylock on it. They actually, their biggest album, their first like album that blew up, was called is called Ten, which was Mookie, Mookie Blaylock. Blaylock's uh, uh, number, right? Number. The other thing that, and I'm just a non-Pearl Jam person. I'm just, I don't love them, don't hate them. I just, I, I think they're fine. Um, I looked this up, and the you know the knock that everybody has, or just the signature thing that Pearl Jam is known for. Eddie Vedder's voice is that that low, sometimes hard-to-understand singing style yeah. thing that they have. Yep. Like that kind of thing. Freeze. There is a name for that. <laughs> was that a pretty good Vedder?
1: That was pretty good. That was, I a, thought that was a very good vetter. I thought that yes. was pretty good. Um, <laughs> that singing style,
0: there is a name for that, and it's centered around grunge, right? So it's centered around like Chris Cornell and Kurt Cobain, all those guys. It's yep. called, and this will make so much sense to you once you hear the name of it, unless you already know it. Do you know, do you, do you know what that's called? That singing style, that, that low, bassy, gravelly, it's called Yarl.
1: It's all, it's, oh my, that, really, that makes so much
0: sense. And I don't know if it's a portmanteau of like, uh, yelling and snarling or something like that, but put this in the, put this in the teaser.
1: I think. Yeah. Again. Pro Pearl Jam. Wait, I got no Eddie issue Batter, with Pearl super Jam. super talented. I got no issue with Pearl Jam. I, and no I, issue I, with Pearl I, Jam. I love this for Mookie Blalock. Mookie Blaylock played college basketball with uh, one of my broadcast partners and at, at Oklahoma. Okay. So Stacey King and, and Mookie yeah, Blaylock yeah, were yeah. teammates. Oh. So he, Stacey had told me that, oh, Mookie was real popular because I had brought up that Mookie Betts, the baseball player who currently That's plays right. for the Dodgers, He his his real name is Marcus Lynn Betts. So famously, okay. his na- initials are MLB, but his nickname is Mookie because apparently his parents, or, or I can't remember if it was his mom that gave him the nickname, uh, they were watching NBA basketball, they liked the name. Mookie Blaylock, a very influential person outside of just basketball. I'm very impressed with uh, the worldly nature of Mookie Blalock's good name. I want to say Mookie became a nickname after
0: Do the Right Thing. That was Spike Lee's character's name in that movie. And so, yeah. Caught on and here we are. One more thing that I didn't know about Pearl Jam. I kind of pseudo knew, but Pearl Jam is responsible for, I guess, indirectly, kind of directly, the Coachella Music Festival okay. in Southern California. So Pearl Jam has famously been very much anti corporate ticketing, namely Ticketmaster, right? And so They've, over many years, refused to play venues booked by and promoted by the the, cor- the more corporate concert sure. interests. And that Ticketmaster and the fees that they charge has long been uh, a sticking point for Pearl Jam. And understandably so. And so they refused to play in L.A. in the 90s. Because everything in L.A. was controlled by Ticketmaster and the associated promoters. Okay. And so they found the Empire Polo Grounds in the Coachella Valley... And they played there, which was just like a, a race horse. Uh, what, what I'm saying, a racehorse. It's a racetrack, <laughs> racetrack for horses. <laughs> it's a racetrack, but it was wide open and there was parking and everything. And so they played in front of 25,000 people there. And all of a sudden, other promoters sort of said to themselves, "Oh, we could do something sure. cool out here. It's close enough to LA, but like you could get dozens of thousands of people here." And Pearl Jam just pulled it off and figured out a way to promote it and get people buying tickets. And the first Coachella was in nineteen ninety nine, driven by the success that Pearl Jam had playing an altern then then an alternative venue out in the desert of California. So Pearl Jam. And another I, thing I mean, they did.
1: 1999 was a tough year for for festivals because of how Woodstock ninety nine went. Right. Correct. You and I you and I are big fans of some of the documentaries that have come out about mm-hmm. that. And it's that was I can imagine it's easy to kinda have that type of event and go, Well, we don't really want to go out to these uh you know unincorporated areas anymore we want to keep it within the the confines of of cities or venues that we all know but it turns out no people still hot going to coachella they're they're still big fans of going out there coachella still oh, yeah. as popular as it gets so it's like and by the way that 99 was like tool chemical
0: brothers <laughs> like it was just everything you wanted out of a 1999 uh music festival so yeah it worked out that's awesome um I think we learned things
1: this, i definitely it's pretty
0: good stuff pearl jam nba fans eddie vetter's a surfer they've sold a bajillion records and i i don't know leaning tower of Pisa and eddie vetter coming together very nicely i would say i, I felt like this was
1: a collaboration that uh, the world didn't know they, they needed yet they got it adam amin thank you very much for your time
0: your information your worldliness and your knowledge thank you we'll talk soon